And uh, yesterday was Nun Beis. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf number 52 and get to today, daf Nun Gimel. So, with that, let's, without f- any further ado, we're going to go straight to it. We're starting our review from the bottom of the page of Nun Alvam and Beis. We saw Rav Safra talking to Rababa, and he asked the question, an interesting question. He says, we actually do know the Kviya um, Diarcha. We know which day the real Rosh Chodesh is. It's not like a, sveg, a safek by us. We have the, 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 the calendar that tells us exactly when, when Rosh Chodesh is. So, I understand that when we're amongst the community members, so you cannot, chas uh, shalom do any malacha. But, because of Shinu Machlokas, you're going to create the disputes. But, in the Midbar, out in the desert, wa, um, what's the halacha? So he says, so Ravami says, in the Yishuv, it's Asur, in the Midbar, it's Mutter, in fact. Next to you saw is Reb Nassimar Asya traveled from the house of Rav to Pumbedisa on Yom Tov Sheni Definitely a no-no. And uh, Rav Yosef put him in Cherem for that. So Abai says, why not give him lashes for that? So he said that uh, he said that we cannot give lashes because, um, well, he said, I did better, because um, we know that to put in cherem is worse, a worse punishment than lashes. Because, and the way I know that it's worse is because in Eretz Yisrael, they would gather together to give lashes for a, um, for a barberav, but not for a cherem. That's version A of the story. Version B of the story is that, um, that uh, he actually gave him lashes and didn't put him in cherem. And the reason for that is, is why not? So Rabbi asked him, why not put him in cherem? Because Rabbi Shmuel says that you're supposed to put in cherem for a second day Yom Tov. Apparently it was a big issue. People were not treating second day Yom Tov as a Yom Tov. And uh, they were doing melacha. And uh, they, would pre- uh, exa- they put people in uh, excommunication with that. So he says that's only regular people. But at Surva Merabonon, um, we did a, a lighter punishment, and the reason is, is because it, for the covet of his Torah, you, um, you, it's a, uh, you don't want him to be excommunicated. So that's the story. Next thing we talked about is that uh, the same idea of having to keep the stringencies of different places is um, applicable. Um, also in um, is, is also applicable by the Pero Shvi, by the fruits of Shvi'is, the fruits of the Shmiti year. Um, if they're, uh, as you know, the, the basic halacha is, is that once you have no longer any fruit available out, out there in the fields, so the, uh, then, you're, then you have to get rid of it from your house. You can't keep it in storage if it's no longer available in the fields. You have to just put it out and make it hefker. That's the rule. So um, the question is, if, you know, if you're coming from a place where it's still available, so I'm allowed to have it, but then I travel to a place where it's no longer available, then I have to keep the stringencies of the place where I am, where I'm now, and I have to get rid of it. And um, that's the story. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, in the Mishnah on Dafnun, seemed to be saying that, uh, you, you could, that, they, that he could tell them, 
go out and you get from, from, uh, from where I came from. So how could that be? How, that's Gemara's question. How could it be Rabbi Yudha doesn't hold of the Mishnah that says that you have to take on the stringencies of the place where you left and the place where you went to? This is the question. <clears throat> so Rabbi Shishabed Ravidi said that uh, there was a new case that Rabbi Yudha was talking about. And that case is, is that uh, if you came, we, we talked about where you came from and where you went to. Where you came from, it's still available. Where you went to, it's not or where you came from, it's no longer available, and where you went to, it is. That's what we talked about in the first two cases. Then there's a third case. Where you brought it from, when you took it, it was still available on the trees. When you brought it, where you brought it to, it's still available. Now, while you're here, you hear news that back where you brought it from, there's no more anymore in the trees. It's already color. It's not available. So that's where... Um, the Tanakhama says that's also you can't you got to get rid of it because now since you brought it from there and now you have to get rid of it in that place so too here you have to and um, and review this says what do you mean you can come over here where I am and you wouldn't and it would be available the point being is is that once I brought my fruit here since when I brought it it was not high to get rid of and now I'm in a place where there's no uh, there's uh, there's still available so I don't have to get rid of it that's the opinion of Rabbi Yudha. Problem with this version in this understanding is that Rabbi Yudha is coming out Likula. And we saw that Rabbi Lazar says that Rabbi Yudha was really being Machmir on the Tanakhama, not being Mekel. So he said, you know what, okay, let's switch the whole version around. Basically, we're talking about the same case. Where you brought it from, when you took it, it was still available on the trees. Now we're bringing it to, it's still, it's still available, and uh, it's, it's not color, it's not, it's not gone. And uh, you hear news that where it was from, it's no good. The Tanakhama says, that's okay. And Rabbi Yudha says, no, it's not okay, because where you brought it from, it's no longer available, therefore you have to be Mabai or it, you have to get rid of it. That's the answer. Now, the Gemara then says, Abaye says that you don't have to say this, you could, um, you, you could, the case could be a different third case. Cases where I, it, it, where it was brought from, it was not color. Where I brought it to, it's color. But I didn't stay there, I went back to the, the, my original location. Okay? And that's where, um, um, uh, that's where the Chachamim say you're not Chayav Levire, because now you're back in the place where it's still available. And Rabbi Yudha says, no, since where you came from just now, you went to a place where it's no longer available, so too, you have to, so still you have to get rid of it, even though the fruit originally came from this location where it is still available. So uh, that's the story. So the Gemara asks, uh, uh, um, so uh, Ravashi did not like this pshat. He says, I don't understand. What's pshat Rav Yudha? If this, this fruit, why should it be nitfas? What should be tuk? Um, are, um, are affected because I had it in my sack on my donkey. I was traveling to town. I had some apples in my backpack. Here, it happens to me that there's no apples available. I didn't even stop to eat. I dropped something off. I was uh, delivered a letter. I was the Amazon guy. I turned my way around. I came back home. And now this tree full of, uh, of fruit on the trees. Why should I have to be bound because I had some apples in my knapsack it, what, it becomes colored, it becomes a ta- uh, like stuck. 
So therefore, he rejects that pshat and he says, you want to know what's going on over here at the machlokas between Rav Yudin and the Tanakama? Is this machlokas tanoim? Um, the machlokas tanoim talking about pickles. So as you know, you can pickle many uh, things. You don't have to pickle only uh, uh, pickles, uh, cucumbers. There's pickled peppers, there's pickled tomatoes. So what if you have one barrel where you pickled a few different vegetables? So it's machlokas. The Tanakama says um, that Rebeliezer says that you can eat um, any of them as long as um, all of them are still available out in the fields. But once the first one is gone from the fields, from outside, so then I'm not allowed to eat any of the pickles anymore. So it wants, because they're all in the same category. And that's Rabbi Yezir. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, it's the exact opposite. Since the pickles are as one, so therefore, whichever is the last one available outside, let's say there's no more any cucumbers or tomatoes, but there's still a few peppers you know, out there. So that's on that basis, I have a right to eat all the pickles, even the cucumbers, uh, because there's still some pickles left, uh, pickled something left uh, out in the field. We don't subdivide it. And that's the opinion of Rabbi Shua. And then we saw Rabbi Gamliel who says that uh, each, each type is on its own. So if there's, uh, once there's no longer any cucumbers, that's when I have to stop eating my pickles. Once there's no longer any peppers, that's when I stop the peppers. And once there's no longer tomatoes, I stop the tomatoes. Each species, even though they were pickled together, they're considered separate entities. And Allah follows Rabbi Gamliel. And we want to say that that's the Machlokas. That's what Rabbi Yudha and the Tanakhama are arguing in. Next we saw, Ravina says it's a different Machlokas Tanoim that Rabbi Yudha and the Tanakhama are arguing. This is the case of the, it's actually coming up, it's uh, somebody's eating dates. You're allowed to eat as many dates, you know, dates that you gathered until the last date in Tsoar, which has the most dates, is the city of dates, Ir uh, HaTamarim, and you're allowed to eat um, as long as there's still some left over there. Shim Gamliel says that um, you can eat um, only if, if there are still some dates by the Kifin trees, but not by the Shitsin trees. Kifin trees are trees that are still climbable and accessible, because there's no thorns there. But the shitzim are thorns, and they're very thorny, and you're actually not going to be able to access any of those dates, so therefore you can't rely on them. And that's the, that's the machlokas. Okay, so that's the, uh, all the possibilities of what Rabbi Yudha and the Tanakhama is arguing in our Mishnah. Next we saw is this idea of um, Shemitah, and we said that there are actually three regions um, the, that, that work as far as Shemitah goes. And the regions are Yehuda, which is basically, you know, Yerushalayim and south of that. And then there's the Galil, which is the north. And then there's the Everayart in the other side of the Jordan. And all these three regions are subdivided into also three regions. You know, the, and they're subcategorized. Now, why do you say there's three regions and three regions? Just say there's nine regions. The answer is, is because as long as is anything, anything is available in any sub-region of Yehuda, I can eat it anywhere in Yehuda. Okay? And the same is true with the areas in Galil, and the same is true with the areas in Ephraim. Okay? So it really is only three. And the question the Gemara wanted to know is, what's the Makor? What's the source 
where do we see this idea that it's, it's a regional type of concept? So uh, Rav Chama Barukva explains in the name of Yosef Rav Chanin, it's a pasuk. It says the produce of Shemitah is supposed to be hefker. You're not supposed to lock your, your, your gates. You're supposed to let people access it. And it should be available for behemtecha, to your animals and to the wild animals that is in your land. So as long as there's a chaya that's still able to eat it, then you can feed it to your animal. Meaning what I store inside my storehouses, I'm allowed to store only insofar as it's still available out in the wild where the wild animals can access it. Okay, but once it's no longer available out in the wild, I have to get rid of it for my for my for my storehouses as well. Now it says be'artzicha, so we say we have a rule. Basically, there's a just a, a tradition that basically the wild animals in Yehuda do not rely on any of the produce in the Galil. They're, that's like outside of their range where they would be traveling, and the same is true with Everyardin. They're not crossing the Jordan to get some food on the other side. So therefore, that's the, that's the concept over here. Um, and um, and that's, why, that's where the basis for the regions um, developed. Okay. Next we saw is that uh, any fruit that left Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laaretz, you have to get rid of it, but you don't have to bring it back to Eretz Yisrael to get rid of it. You can be mevarit right there, right then and there in Chutz uh, um, At the time you know, when you need to get rid of it, Reb Shim ben Elazar says you need to send it back to Yerushalayim, Eretz Yisrael, wherever it was, and it has to be gotten rid of over there. And that's based on the pasuk of Be'artzicha. So the Gemara says, wait a second, didn't we just use the word Be'artzicha? So he says, no, we, we, it, it could have just said Be'aretz, and now it's saying Be'artzicha is room for two drushas, or it's from Asher Be'artzicha, but either way, there's room for both drushas. That's from Shem Gamliel. Now, Rav Safra left Eretz Yisrael, and he went to Chutzaret, and he had with him a container, a jug of wine from Eretz Yisrael, and it was Shemitah wine. So what happened? So um, he was accompanied by Rav Huna, Brid, Rav Ika, and Rav Kana. And uh, he asked them, he says, maybe you heard Pshat from Rabbi Avo, whether we pass on the group Shem ben Elazar or not. So, um, so Rav Kana says, Rabbi Avo says, Allah is like group Shem ben Elazar. Rav Huna, Brid, Rav Ika says, that Rabbi Avo says, Allah is not like group Shem ben Elazar. So Rabbi Safar now had two opposing, two rabbis that he's with are telling him two opposite pieces of information. So Rabbi Safar says, I'm going to take on that Rav Huna is the right one. And the reason is, is because he always verifies. When he was a student, if he wrote, took down notes, he would go back to the Rebbe and say, make sure, make sure that he got the information correct. So a verified student, you know, notes is much more accurate, and that's why I'm going to rely that it's okay for me to have the wine over here in Chutzar. Okay, and I don't have to get, get, um, I don't have to bring it back to Eretz Yisrael to get rid of it. Okay, um, he, he, like and he said, like Rachva and Pumbadi, so it was also known to be very medayik in his Rebbe's words. Anyway, so uh, that's what Rav Safra did. But Rav Yosef, when he heard about this, he says he quoted the pasuk. Is a play on words. It says, "Ami be'etzol yishal, o maklo yagidlo." 
he asked the, the he asked the question from the my nation. He asked the question from the wood, but his staff is what told him. What does that mean? Mak makal makal is the same word as makal. Who's the one? Who's the opinion? He's asking for opinions, but the what's he, which opinion does he choose? The kula. So it's like he's he's, uh, he's shopping for the more lenient opinion because that's what he wanted to hear. Okay. Next we saw as a story Rabbi Loi was cutting down a tree with unripe dates and it was the Shemitah year. He needed the wood. Question is, how are you allowed to do that? The halacha is, is that the fruit has to be le'achla velo le'hefzid. And here, you're cutting it down, it's going to be a hefzid. It's going to be a loss. Because you have to wait till it ripens, till it's full size. Now maybe you'll say that's only once it hit the stage where it's already fruit, you know, full size fruit. But um, Rav Nachman said the name Rav that the early stages is considered, a, it's a Shomer Leperi. Shomer Leperi is at this stage when it's pretty small, which is exact, and it's still called already a Peri. So that doesn't fit in. Um, so the Gemara says, you're right, but that's the sheet of Rav Nachman, holds like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says that uh, Smother is also because it's a Peri. But the Chachamim disagree with that, and that's why it's not a problem. So Rav Shimi bin Ardoi, yes, he says the Rabbanon don't really argue only by, by grapes. That's where they're arguing. But any other tree, they agree. And we quoted the Mishnah. Mishnah says, when can't you cut down any tree on Shemiti year? And Beishamah says, all trees, it's when they start growing their leaves. Beishillah says, um, carob trees, when it starts forming their chains. Grape vines when they grow, the grapes grow a little bit, and they're called, it's a stage of called Gerua, and olives, when it starts um, budding, and all other trees is when the leaves start growing. Okay, now, Rav and Rav Asi says, Boser is the same stage as Gerua, same, and it's the size of a Polalavan. So, um, so, who is the opinion here? Of the, it must be the Rabbanu's opinion, because they're saying it's only Boser and not Smother. Smother is smaller than Boser. And they say on any other tree it's Mishiotziu. So you see that they do hold that uh, they agree with Rabiotzi as far as this is concerned. And that was the, and therefore it, it, we're back to the question and our answers. And this is where we left off. Rabbi was cutting down only a, a, a male date tree. Okay, so there's difference between them. There, in many trees, there's a, they 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 pollinate differently. There's a male tree and a female tree. And that's how they and they and the male also produces dates, but it's like uh, inferior dates, and they never grow big on the tree. You have to cut them down, even when they're small, and then you let them ripen in palm fronds, and then they'll slowly ripen, and the, but they never get that big, and therefore there was no loss in the cutting of, uh, the, of cutting down of it, and that's why it was okay. And that is where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from here for today's daf.